Well, hello, friends. Welcome back for another episode of Being and Making Disciples. So glad you are joining us. Today, we're talking about that desire that God gives all of us to do something great for him. And what that is, is that a call or is that a vocation to something like religious life or to the sacramental priesthood or to the diaconate? Or uh, even if it's if that is there, is there also at the same time just this uh, zeal and burning desire to give yourself entirely to God. So I wanted to share with you my own story of recognizing the difference between those two things. So I grew up in a great Catholic family, and I'm, I'm so grateful for my parents and the way that they raised me in the faith. I really, I just look to them and hold them in such high esteem and regard for everything they gave me, especially exposure to the idea that God was inviting me to be a saint, that God had greatness in store for me, and not greatness in the worldly sense, but greatness just in that biblical sense of of being a servant and being someone who is willing to give deeply of themselves, even to the point of laying down your life for those you love. So my parents did this by exposing me to the great saints of our church, to great thinkers, to lives of the saints, and encouraging me to read scripture and to really look closely at the life of Jesus so that I was inspired by him and by those who loved him deeply to live that same way. So uh, most of those people, just because of the, the history of the church, were ordained priests or religious and I dreamed of living that life because I was, you know, that's what I think p- people do when they first are starting to emulate and really practice and try to be expert in something. They look for coaches and models and then they emulate what they see. So my models of holiness were living a clerical or monastic life. So that's what I imagined myself doing. That's what I tried to emulate, even to the point of structuring my day. Sometimes when I was even in high school, I, uh, I remember one summer I thought, okay, I'm going to live like I'm a, I'm a monk. And I found it really, really beautiful, but also incredibly difficult. And I did not stick to the schedule very long at all. So when I became an adult, that desire for holiness was still very much present. And now I was able to actually do something about it. I was able to begin moving in the direction of a permanent state in life vocation. So there was the desire to to do something great for the Lord. And my model for that was priesthood. And it was really hard to disentangle, I would say, my desire from my example. So I was convinced that the Lord was calling me to the priesthood. And among this this desire, I also had desires like for uh, for missionary life. I wanted to go to foreign lands. I wanted to learn languages and evangelize everybody. And I also had a distinct desire for things that looked like monastic life. So I, I remember being really enchanted by the idea of waking up in the middle of the night to pray and having a lot of time in silence alone to worship God and to reflect and just living in community with other people. There was something very beautiful about that to me. And uh, I think in my mind, I, I was thinking, all right, if that's what the Lord has made attractive to me, then that's probably something that I'm, I'm really interested in. Uh, now, later in life, I also had a, a similar interest in becoming a deacon. And uh, the way I discern now as a married man um, as I speak with my wife and, and I say, okay, here's a desire I have for something, you know, and it has to be a good thing. And then if it's a good thing and it's a major choice, then we say, all right, we have to have three yeses. I have to say yes. She has to say yes. And God has to say yes. And if any of those three don't say yes, we know it's not God's will. Just that's the grace of the sacrament of marriage. So as we discerned the diaconate together, we didn't get all three yeses. And that gave me such great peace but it also left me wondering, okay, well, what is that desire? What's really going on there? 
So uh, going back to that desire for the priesthood, I was convinced that that's what I was supposed to do. So actually, I discerned and spoke with our vocations director in the diocese. And then I went on a visit to the seminary. And for the first time in my life, when I was in adoration one evening at the seminary, I asked God a question, do you want me to be married? And up to that point, I had never asked that. I had asked a lot of times, do you want me to be a priest? Do you want me to be a religious? Do you want me to, to, to do this with my life? But I had never asked if he wanted me to get married. And it was one of those things, I almost just didn't even think that, that he would uh, that he would want that for me. It was There was this sense, uh, not necessarily a pressure, but almost this expectation that, yeah, if God's going to call me to anything, it's going to be a priest. So when I asked that question, I didn't expect the answer to be yes. And in prayer, that's definitely what I got, that, yeah, the Lord wants me to get married. And that, that shook me. And one of the reasons I'm so convinced it was the voice of God is that it wasn't the answer I wanted to hear. I was really interested in being a priest. I was attracted to the life. And so that made me step back and say, all right, if this isn't exactly just the, the, the thing I wanted, but it's what I heard in prayer, that gives me more reason to think that that's, that's the voice of God. So now it's not that I didn't have models of holiness for other states in life. Uh, I think it was just a little harder to see, especially as a young man who's, you know, that you don't often have the the right perspective. You don't have enough respect for your parents and the other adults in your life. And it took a little time for me to see that. So if you think about these desires I had, I had a desire for mission to go and proclaim the gospel to people. I had a desire for uh, for prayer. So definitely monastic life would have that, but just the ritual and the rhythm of prayer, that's something that anybody can have. Uh, And I had a desire to have my life set apart for God, to live differently. And not so much so that people could see it, but just to say, like, my life is yours, Lord. And what I came to realize over the years was that's not a call to the priesthood of religious life. That's just what God calls all of us to. So the church exists to evangelize. So that desire for mission and evangelization that's what every single one of us is called to. Now, some of us might have a charism of, of doing that a little bit more openly and boldly than others, uh, but that's that's why the church exists, and that's the by virtue of our baptism, we're all called to that. And monastic life, we're all called to live this life of, of prayer and have an interior life and, and know God intimately and, and be close to him and be nourished and, and sustained by him and know his goodness in prayer. Um, and I don't think that's reserved for just the, you know, the select uh, bunch of religious and priests who have enough time to do that. Um, and then the, the desire to set my life apart for God, we see that. I mean, that's what, that's what makes Christianity different is we don't have this set apart, separate class of people who are, who are godly. It's all of us. We've all been given that by virtue of our baptism. So what I realized was that zeal and that burning in my heart was just God's invitation to me to live for him, to be on mission and to be united with him in prayer, to really enjoy divine intimacy. And uh, then to, to just to have this life that's different, that's not of the world, to be in the world, but not of the world and to experience the joy of kind of that, that radical otherness that we see in the life of, of Christ and the life of the greatest saints, especially St. Francis and there's a reason that that's attractive because we see such radical freedom in that and the, the love that they share for other people. And one very simple way of saying that is uh, I, was, I was attracted to take responsibility for the mission of the church. Pope Francis, when he came to the United States and he was in Philadelphia, I want to say this was in 2015, right around there, um, he said, I'll, I'll paraphrase this, but the great challenge of the church of today is to foster in all of the faithful a sense of responsibility for the mission 
of the church so that we might go and proclaim the gospel in the world. And uh, the reason that I, I uh, wanted to do this podcast and share that is um, either you are, you've experienced this in the past or you're going to know somebody who does. So if this is for you, you might be in a place of discernment right now where you might think, okay, Lord, I really want to do something great for you. Does that mean I'm called to priesthood and religious life? It may, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're called to that. I mean, your, your openness and your desire to do something great for God is wonderful. But beyond that, it's, I mean, you have to have a distinct call. And just the desire to be holy alone. I think many, many people who've gone to seminary and entered into religious life for a period of time will tell you the desire for holiness is real. That God gives that to all of us, and that's not... Uh, it's not the exact same thing as a call to sacramental priesthood, diaconate, or religious life. It's, it's, and those calls are beautiful, so in no way am I taking away from those. Um, what he's inviting us to is to take full responsibility for the mission of the church and to be the adult, mature Catholics as he, he's invited us to be. So going back to, to what I said earlier, that I, didn't, uh, I had models of holiness, but I just didn't, I didn't see them, I didn't recognize them. And it took kind of being a, a younger adult to realize that some of the best and holiest men in my life, and the reason I'm saying men is because that's just who I looked to for models of holiness in many ways, uh, they were married, they were dads, they were working in the world, and they were dedicated to their wives and their children, and they were making the world better, even if in kind of a, a subtle, unseen way. And people like my own father and my confirmation sponsor and the fathers of my very close friends were such good dads. They were living such good Christian lives. So they were so dedicated to everything that the Lord had invited them to. And they were taking responsibility for the mission of the church. And as I reflected on that, I realized, yeah, that's really, really attractive. And so I had great peace entering into marriage and living as a married man. Um, so yeah, I, I mentioned... Uh, earlier before, you may you may be discerning, or maybe you already discerned, and maybe you wondered, Lord, did I make the wrong choice? And I want to encourage you, uh, I don't think you did. And uh, like you are where you are by the grace of God, and you can continue to be a saint by the grace of God. And he's inviting you, no matter what's happened, to take responsibility for that mission and to to live the adult Catholic life that he is uh, he has in store for you. And it's going to be awesome. And you probably know somebody who is going to go through this. And so I'd encourage you, share this with them. What they, what they experience in that, that zeal, that love for the Lord, that might not be a call to the sacramental priesthood or religious life, though I, w- I strongly encourage them to be very open with that and to take formal steps to discern, like contacting a vocations director. Uh, but it, if they're just feeling a call to holiness, that's a good thing and that should be affirmed. And so those other desires uh, for mission, for monastic life, I have found that in my own life now. So I have an opportunity to, to share the faith anywhere I go, and it's a part of my job to help other people engage in that mission, and I absolutely love it. And then for monastic life, I remember distinctly when I was holding my child, she was just a few months old, and I was nursing her. I was not, not nursing her, I was giving her a bottle. Um, and it was about two in the morning. She was, I mean, just a, you know, a wee baby. And, uh, you know, when they wake up every two hours kind of thing to eat. So she had fallen back asleep and I'm sitting there in the rocking chair in the dark, in my bedroom, praying. And I'm praying for my daughter and I'm praying for my wife and I'm praying for the people I love. And I think, wow, how great is this? I'm living my dream. I had dreamed of being 
a monk and living that monastic life. And now in some way, I'm getting to do it. I'm up when nobody else is up and I'm praying for the sanctification of the world. And I thought, what a gift that the Lord all those years ago gave me that desire and here I am living it now. Uh, and then the you know the the chance to set your life apart and live differently. Every single one of us has that that opportunity when we are living as men and women of God in the world. So I just want to encourage you, no matter where you are, the Lord's inviting you to take responsibility for the mission of His church. He wants to share that with you. That's how good He is. That He doesn't He doesn't say, "Hey, stand back and I'm going to take care of things because I'm the one who's really smart." He shares His nature with us so that we can participate in the salvation and sanctification of the world. And that's the joy of being disciples and of following him and of inviting other people into that relationship. So this is really just one more way of saying we're all called to go make disciples and that's what's gonna what's gonna set us free and help us live that really, really rich, abundant life. So thank you so much for joining us. If, uh, if you haven't yet shared this with your friends, we'd really appreciate it if you did. So think of maybe that one or two uh, there's one or two people in your life who you think could would appreciate even just one episode, you know, whatever episode it is that, that would speak to their situation in life. We'd love for you to share that with them or even just to post it on social media and say, hey, I've been uh, really digging this podcast recently. Of course, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, then you can email us at beingandmakingdisciples at gmail.com. And if you haven't checked out our book yet on Amazon, that's Go Make Disciples by Justin Reyes and Dan Boyd. I would highly recommend it. I think you'd really like it and find it a practical guide for beginning the process of evangelization and sharing the faith with others. So again, that's Go Make Disciples on or at amazon.com and you can get that in Kindle and in print. So friends, God bless you so much. Have a great whatever it is, morning, afternoon, evening, night, and look forward to being with you next time. Peace.